Welcome into the Moeller Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. We're going to look back at Moeller's playoff win over Hamilton on Friday night. Look ahead to a rematch in the second round of the playoffs, a regular season rematch with St. Xavier from the Greater Catholic League South. Mark, first and foremost, congrats on the win. And, and it's got to be gratifying to go through a gauntlet of a schedule. We talked about it, obviously prepared you guys for Friday, but then the gratification and the and the satisfaction of getting that win for your staff and for the players had to be a good feeling to know, hey, we're going to practice for another week. Yeah, absolutely. We, we talked about that uh, really towards the end of the week as far as we're, we're, we're playing for the seniors to have another opportunity to play a meaningful game. And, and so um, that, that was the, the, big, the big thing is, is we want to have the opportunity to continue going. I mean, this is a, a win or you're out type of deal. And I know there's opportunities to play other games and so forth, but um, th- those are consolation prizes, obviously. I mean, it's, it's no, no mystery on that. We, we want to continue playing for, for games that matter um, to, the, to the highest level. And, and so very proud of our, our kids because, as you said, and as we've been talking about, I mean, it's no mystery what our record is. It's no, uh, no mystery that the, that the the win loss record is not what we had wanted at the end of the regular season. But we're we're starting over, and we're we're zero zero, just like everybody else is zero zero at that point in time. And and you get to show what you're you're made of, show what you're worth at, at this point in time in the playoffs. And and um, you know, I thought that the Hamilton team's a very good team. They're they're a very talented team. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of really good football players on that team, and I uh, thought that that was a great win for us. And, and let's go back to the, what, what we talked about during the course of the season. You were hoping you were going to get better, and, and you did get better. Um, you know, one score games at the half with Exit Elder. Um, obviously, the LaSalle game coming down to the last second. You could yep. see, I, I think as a coach, you could see you were getting better. It's hard to prove to, to everybody else that that's the case. Um, how much do you think, in retrospect, the schedule did exactly what you thought? It prepared you to play in the playoffs against a good team that that, that maybe you were better than, but the records don't show it all the time. Yeah, no, I think that our our, our schedule prepares us well for the playoffs. Uh, it's, it doesn't... Um, prepare you great for uh, keeping great morale necessarily, you know. But I, I will credit our seniors, our our leaders for uh, for keeping that going because that's that's been the key component. Is that is that um, just trying to keep the focus on getting better every single week and and not let you know a win loss record dictate what what we actually believe about ourselves, which is that we're a good football team. So um, you know we're well prepared for playing good teams like Hamilton uh, in the playoffs because we, we certainly have seen that or, or maybe better competition level throughout the regular season. Um, so when we go against a team like that, it's not like anybody's oohing and on right. about, um, you know, a good player here or there that's on their team. I mean, we've seen, really seen good those dudes. <laughs> yeah, we've seen really good football players. And, um, and certainly Hamilton had a fair share of those guys, but we've we've seen guys similar to that. So it's, it's not uh, – um, it's not a shock to the system, but but what what is great is to see that that um, we we have kept fighting, kept going, and believing that we are because because there's so much about a team that's just not just hey put it up on paper who's better and so forth. There's there's the emotions of sure. it, and and I think especially the at at the high school level, I mean there there might be a little less of that at the NFL. Those guys are you know 
28, 30 years old. They're they're men, and they're 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 uh, they're beyond that as far as the the high emotions up and down, not having it very too much. But at this level, there still is a lot of that, and you can be a team that that should win and maybe don't because of emotions, or or maybe shouldn't win, but you do because of of a belief. And and I I think that that uh, the fact that we've been able to keep that going has been really really positive. And again, credit those seniors. You guys got off to a fast offensive start, and, and I don't want to say it was a new wrinkle you threw in, but you threw a lot of uh, wide receiver screens to Nell Bryant, got him out in space. What did you see on film, and, and you got to execute it too, and you did, but what did you maybe see that you wanted to get Tanell some touches in space in this game in particular? Yeah, we got Tanell and, and Caddis. I mean, the Essentially, I mean that's that's you're you're throwing adjust stuff. So if if they've got too many people in the box, then you're you're spitting the ball out there to the perimeter. Um, if you if they've got enough to cover all that stuff on the outside, then then you should have numbers in there to run. And if they uh, if they've got enough out there and they got enough in the box, then you know what they, they're they're basically in man coverage right. and they're isolating everybody. Then so so providing no help. So uh, they were they were putting more people in the box. We we had a, a half man advantage out there on the perimeter. So you um, you expand that distance and with some bubbles or some things along those lines and and you spit the ball out there. And then the other key component is um, obviously everybody you know you see Tanel you see him run and he can run real fast. Got the other two guys um, got a block. Yeah, the other guys got a block. You know because I've been. I've been unfortunately I've been a part of some where where you you got a bunch you got three receivers out there and there's just one guy and then that one guy splits the two guys and and you're like goodness gracious we got three guys out there and there's just one of them and it's a negative two right, like right. like that's garbage well th- those guys block their tails off out there for for him and same thing with Caddis got the ball I mean he, um, we were getting him the football and he's getting some extra yards you know running through some stuff but I, I thought that that was good we we took advantage of what we saw schematically of of having a half man advantage and. And and then we won our one on ones of of blocking those guys. Yeah, Tanell had 11 catches in the first half alone for 171 yards. Finished 13 for 197. Also had that big one down the seam for yeah. uh, for 60 yards as well. Uh, that, that kind of that seemed to huge. break things, some things open. When, when you know people see that that bubble and they 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 talk about it, it's an easy pitch and catch. And in theory, it is, but it's also not because. Also, the quarterback has to put it in a place where he doesn't have to spin backwards to catch it and and then turn forward, then get momentum. You've got to get it to him in a spot where he's got a little bit of momentum going. He can see the blocks unfold and all that. And and so, like I I said, I know as a coach you know that, but I think sometimes fans just assume that's an easy pitch and catch. It is and it isn't because you've got to get the guy in a spot where he can run with the football. It seemed like Noah Gesselbrock did a good job of that too. He did, yeah. I I always uh, call it, you know, make him a runner because you got to – uh, I mean, if you put it behind him and he's got to turn all the way around, like you said, um, now he's got to restart his feet. And, and frankly, on, on those plays, that's the difference. You're you're not, with all that space, you're not going to block those guys forever. Right, right. Um, you, you've got to have it for a limited amount of time. And, and part of that is, is skimming the breastplate of that guy on a bubble so that he can catch and, and just – continue on his way if you jack the throw up if it's inaccurate um you know what could be a 13 yard gain turns into three you know and that's a a world of difference i mean we we went you know 10 yards 10 yards 20 yards i think on our first three plays down the field just um that's a big difference between if you're going 10 10 20 versus three three Four, you know, like <laughs> or, you, or three, three, and a negative, and yeah, you're punting, and, right? and then you're punting. Exactly right. So, so putting that ball in the right spot, I think, is really a key component for that. And um, so, so we did that, and then, and then you get them to widen guys out, and and now your run game can open up a little bit. 
Josh Caddish, you mentioned he only had the three catches, but he was a big part of that blocking group out in front uh, of Tennell. But then he also had a catch that got you a touchdown where he turned. Looked like it might have even gotten tipped. He caught it and then powered his way to the end zone. And he's done that the last handful of games. You talk about a kid who keeps emerging offensively. It feels like he keeps expanding his repertoire a little bit and and, and to the point of you know he's going to catch it for starters. Um, he's going to make tough catches, and then he's going to add some yards to it after contact. Absolutely. No, Josh has been spectacular for us, uh, It really in it, all dimensions. I mean, he's a, a physical, physical blocker. Uh, I mean, he puts, he puts on film uh, what you want it to look like. He's knocking guys off the ball. Five, ten yards. I mean, and not once. I mean, on a fairly consistent basis, week in and week out too. Um, so he does a great job. And then, as you said, he he's he's not just catching the football. I mean, he's he's doing that when he's open, but he's making contested catches, strong catches that that oftentimes the, that's hard. I mean, if someone's knocking you while you're catching it. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. He's doing a great job with that. And then, um, you know, he's not necessarily running away from people to get extra yards, but he's, he's running he's through really them. strong. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, he's um, he's getting yards after catch um, because he's running through arm tackles and he's just playing bigger and physic- more physical than than um, the guys trying to tackle him. Let's jump to special teams real quick because it was a big play early in the game. It kind of kind of felt like it put Hamilton off schedule a little bit, if you will. You ran the swinging gate. Um, it was Tony Mock who caught it. I think he's the snapper on the play, right? Take, take yeah. me through that play and, and what you saw. Because a lot of times... You guys don't do that a lot. A lot of teams will always swing and gate, and a lot of times will motion back in and go ahead and kick it unless you get the look that you see. You guys must have seen something that made you think we can not only show this, but then if the look's there, the look's going to be there, and we're going to pull this off. Yeah, that might have been how it went. <laughs> right, you don't want to give away a secret there, right? I, I'll, I'll give you that. We, we just, we, we, but you don't do that often, though. I mean, you're, you're a lot of times just lining up and kicking, so... Yeah, no, I mean, this is year one. We, we that's That's the first one we run. Um, you know, we, we did it a, a lot the last place I was at. So, I mean, we, um, uh, I would think we did it, you know, three or three or four times a year, um, the last place that I was at. So, um, and, and did a wide variety of different stuff. So. It, it was executed well though, too. And I think Jared Merck's the one that threw yeah, it. Yeah, Merck was. And it looked like he almost sold it and maybe it was his option to do both run or pass, but it was almost like he sold that run so hard and then pulled up and went, gotcha. Yeah. It, it, it looked very backyardy for, for, for the lack of a better term. Yeah, uh, I, I think backyard football would be a good term to use in that there. Absolutely, yeah. No, Merck did a great job. He sold it well, and he got smoked on the play pretty good. But, um, I mean, he's a tough kid and, and got the ball off and, and got the ball to, to Tony. So it was, it was a nice two-point play. And, and, and yeah, I thought it was a good um, – Curveball change up right. to, to what what uh, we had shown at that point in time because you you force Hamilton at that point to go do we want to chase the point or do we want to keep trailing the point and for a while they kept trailing the point then you look up and now it's you're trailing 15 points and it just feels like psychologically um, it it may have given you just a little boost early on for goodness sakes yeah and and on top of that at the end of the game um, you know when. We, we had subbed out, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was a little nervous about the subbing. I mean, there was still five minutes to go in the game, but we subbed out. They marched down the field for another 80 stinking yards and another touchdown on us when we had, we had done some subbing at that point in time. Um, but it, it at that point, that point right there makes a difference in the call. Right. And then they get a penalty on that and um, – you know, force it back to the 18. And they still went so, ahead and went for the two at that point. Right. And, and now you feel quite a bit better because now you're up uh, 16 and you're up two 
touchdowns, two two point conversions, and you're saying, goodness, that's it's a lot of a lot of things got to go against <laughs> yes. us to, to have this thing end the wrong way, and and so that that helped. Yes, yeah. no question. Defensively, they they got you some on the quarterback run with Malik Verdon. He had yeah. not. We talked about him last week. He had not played a lot of quarterback for them. Uh, Quincy Sims Marshall had. They ended up moving him back out to wide receiver, and he got you on some quarterback runs. But I guess the point I want to make is. The two slot guys are their two main runners, Caleb Johnson, number two on one side, Keyshawn Johnson on the other. They got you a couple times on some of that jet stuff, but they didn't get you as much on that as maybe they would have liked. How important was it to shut that part down, and maybe that is what opened up a little bit of that quarterback run game for them? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like we were um, we were struggling a little bit, just to be honest. I, I don't think it was our best day as a defense. Um, now, I want to give the credit – to them as well. I mean, I, I think that um, Malik, you know, he played his the best game I saw on film. Um, and I, I'm a, I wasn't shocked about that. I mean, he, he, you know, he was at Moeller yep. previously. I'm sure he felt a chip on his shoulder to, to playing his old teammates. He got knocked out of the guys. game three different times and came back all three. Yeah, so obviously I mean, he wanted to keep playing. He wanted to keep playing. I mean, he was he was certainly a tribute to him, uh, you know, giving him his due credit. I think he's a spectacular athlete. I think he's a really good football player. And, and I think he showed some real, real toughness in the game because – um, I, I think that there was something on both sides of that. You know, I'm sure our, you know, you know the guy well. I mean, he was a, a, right. a former teammate. I'm sure our guys were like wanting to get a good sure. hit on him too. Sure. You know, what I mean, so the, uh, um, as far as that stuff is concerned, I mean, that's that's just how that goes. I mean, if if it's a good buddy of yours that you're going head to head with, you, you you want to get the little extra something I, on I, it. On I, I've always guys. said this. I've been in four fist fights in my life, and all four with my best friends. So yeah. I mean, that's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And 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 you certainly don't want to lose to to that guy that's that right. you're going to hear from. Yep. So no, I, I thought that he played his toughest game of the year and and did a really nice job. Um, you know, and he's a lot. I mean, he he really can run uh, when he wants to be a strong physical runner. He can do that too. And and I mean, he ran around us sometimes. I, I thought that he did a good job. And, and on top of that, I talked about them last week. Two and eight. Um, eight's a, a really strong runner. I think both those guys are scholarship level football players and good players. So like, you kind of had a three headed monster there with all three of those guys. Um, and them utilizing them in in a in a little unique, a little different than what we had seen. I mean, they came out and and did some stuff different than what they had really shown that they would. Well, yeah, doing I, on a consistent I'm, I'm basis. glad you brought that up because I, I I saw them a couple of years ago before Nate Mahan took over. They lined up a, a lot of a, a lot of shotgun with a back back there. This game, it was no back back there. A lot of times, it was like I said, they put their best runners in each slot. Had they shown? Had they had not shown that? They had shown. I'm assuming then a back in the backfield a lot of times. Yeah, not like that. Yeah, you know, what I mean, yeah. like it wasn't like that didn't show ever on film. I, I, I mean, I think, but but when I'm saying ever, I'm talking like like we didn't even game plan right. for that. I mean, they were know? in that 85 to 90 percent of the time. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and so that's that's what I'm saying. Like that wasn't our our game plan. So. We were talking through stuff on the sideline, and I mean, we we got out of a lot of, um, you know, with, with what they were doing. I mean, they they got we got out of a call early that I, I probably shouldn't have even gotten in. That that hurt us on the pass play, the big pass on the very first series. Um, 
I mean, that was, you know, we were in a call that, that I would never have called if I knew that that's all they were going to be doing was that stuff. And that was a third down and long. And, and, and next thing you know, I was like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have called that. I should have saw the first two plays and, and not called that play. But, um, but other than that, I mean, they were, they were in some stuff that was different. It was, it was essentially, you know, what do we like against what they're now showing us that wasn't part of our plan? Ryan Anderson, we, we talked a lot about Wyatt Bullock, and I don't want to, you know, we never want to single a lot of guys out, but sometimes guys just stand out in the game. And Ryan Anderson, I think I had him for five tackles for loss. He had, I think he had one wiped out by maybe a penalty, but he was certainly, it felt like every time you needed a big defensive play, he had a forced fumble as well. He made up for it. Uh, uh, just seemed extraordinarily active on Friday night. Yeah, no, Ryan played great. Uh, he got our player of the week for us defensively. Uh, I thought that he played a, a spectacular game, made a bunch of plays. Um, I, I was really pleased with how he played. I, I don't think he actually got that forced fumble. I think he got credited oh, okay, for okay. it. I, but I, I think Tony Mock not only uh, I think he, Tony, Tony Mock, got the recovery. I think, but yes, yeah, he may have. I, got, I maybe think Tony forced, took it from okay, him too. Okay. But but uh, no, that's not to take away from Ryan's day. I mean, he had a spectacular day. He really did. He uh, was all over the field, tackled well. Um, I mean, he just he found a way well, some to of, defend. Yeah, some of those tackles for loss I mentioned were in space against good athletes. Yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was and uh, not not only just in space against good defenders, but also wiggling his way through traffic to get to people at times. So I, I thought Ryan played really, really well. He that was. Um, I mean, he's our player of the week defensively, and I, I don't think it was there. There wasn't a question of who that was because yeah. of how he played. I want to get back to special teams for a second. It looked like early on Jordan Marshall, the freshman, came off the edge. Looked like he almost blocked. Well, he almost blocked two punts. Came darn close, and it seemed like they they then got him the third time. He came flying off the edge. They were at a stage in the game where a risk that they probably needed to take, and they 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 faked it. And maybe it was just a call that if he came off the edge and you see it. He's going to vacate that area and go. I'm sure that frustrates you, but again, he'd come so close, and I'm sure in his mind, I'm getting this one right, and and so he just gets upfield. Yeah, no, no, they they got me. They didn't they didn't get him. You know, let's make sure sure we're clear about that. I mean, he, he's got a job to do, and I I mean, we talk about that all the time. You do your job. You know what I mean? You, you don't you'll do somebody else's job. You do your job. And his was to go um, block a punt. And his job was to block the punt, and so he's running to the block point. Um, it, I'll say this, if we say, hey, go block the punt, but hey, if the punter decides to take off around you, I also want you to to widen out and, and I mean, now, now you're sitting there going, Coach, what, what do you want me to do? Yeah, what yeah. do you want me to do? Like, you know, go block the punt. He punted it. Well, yeah, but I was also worried about him faking it. You know, like, you, you got to give him one job. And, and so they got me. You know, I, I needed to have a, a second-level defender there that was – that was playing off of that, and I didn't, you know. So they got me, uh, and that's okay. Jordan did a great job; he did everything that I wanted him to do on that play. Um, they got me on that play. I want to go back to him as well. Uh, you know, I, t- I talked about this last week running the football, the physicality that he continues to run with. That that's the part I guess, and, and we've talked about this. He's a 14 year old kid, but it feels like each week he's he's getting more and more physical, and I can only imagine what the upside is. No, yeah, he he's running the ball well. He's he's doing. Uh, he's certainly progressing, and he's a he's a freshman, and and we we felt like we talked about him, and it was it was a, definitely a conversation of do we bring this guy up? We think he's got the tools, um, and the concern is always this because you just think about the level of competition 
raise from a year ago to now, and how is this all going to go? We certainly thought he had the tools to come help us. I mean, you got some seniors at high school football that are grown men. I mean, you do. And and compared to an eighth grade, right? Yes, yeah, that's what he was playing against a year year ago as eighth graders, and now he's playing. um, Yeah, he's got guys that some guys have been shaving for three, four years. I mean, it's. So, yeah, that was a big question. We said, hey, it, hopefully if this goes the way we want it to go, as the season progresses, as he gets more accustomed to the level of play, he's going to progress. Now, the flip is is that we also said this could wear him down and, and he could tail off. Well, he, fortunately, he's doing the, the first, and he's, he's progressing. He's getting more used to the level and, and, and stepping up to the level and, and, and playing better and better as time is going. And I, I think he's got a really bright future. Um, right now, the only future we care about is Friday. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's certainly – I mean, like last Friday he played very, very well. Um, we're hoping he's going to do the same for us this week. Well, let's talk about this week when we come back. St. Xavier next on the schedule in the second round of the playoffs. A rematch from the regular season. We'll talk about that as we continue. It's the Molar Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner, only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Welcome back into the Molar Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. Let's look ahead to round two of the playoffs. It's the St. Xavier Bombers, winners over Walnut Hills 49-13 on Friday night. A St. Xavier team that uh, that beat Molar the first time around 43-21. It was a 21-43-14. It was a 21-14 game at the half. Um, and then they outscored Molar 22-0 in the second half. But before I, I look ahead a little bit to X, I want to look back at that game because when you look back, 21-14, you're down at the half despite turning it over three times, one that was returned for a very short interception. And we talked on the podcast after that. Down 21-14, they have turned over three times. You had to feel pretty good. As you look back, and maybe you've done a little bit of film looking back at that, what what now do you look back at the second half and go, all right, they just punch us in the mouth and we got to fix that? Yeah, I mean, we, we've got to correct a lot of things from last game. I mean, they ended up pulling away from us um, pretty good there in the second half. I... I uh, we were in the game at, at halftime, despite still not not playing our best ball. Um, you know, I, I think that we're finding our we were still finding our way offensively, and I, I think that we're we're heading in the right direction. I think we're playing a lot better offensively right now than we um, than we were a couple weeks ago. I know it's only a couple weeks, but it's, that was it's Noah Gesselbrock's a, second start, and yep. now he's got four under his belt, including a playoff win. So, I mean, that that's the natural progression of that. You hope, right? Yes, absolutely. I think he's progressing and we're progressing. And, um, you, you know, I, I think that we're going to have the ability to play better offensively than what we did and we need to. And then um, we're, we're going to have to play better defensively as well. I mean, we, um, you know, the, in that game, they 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 made some really nice throws and catches. We've got a uh, – I mean, the quarterback was stinking 11 for 11 at halftime, right. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I mean, we're, we're going to have to um, force them to – um, you know, out of what they were doing, which was just, you know, throw, catch, throw, catch, throw, catch, throw, catch. I mean, they, we did not, you know, 
stop them from throwing the football in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I think he only had three incompletions yeah. on the day. I mean, um, we, we've got to do a better job in all three levels uh, defensively to, to have a chance in this game. We've got to create more pressure um, on the quarterback. I don't know which one we're going to face either. I well, mean, that, I was going to get to that. So the, the young man you're talking about, Ryan Nolan, who started against Walnut, started against you in yeah. those two starts. He's only 32 of 36. That's yeah. all four incompletions. I I mean, but in between that game, they went to St. Ignatius and played. Brogan McKay played that game, who's been their starter. All he does is throw for 550 against St. Eyes. And so I, I, I'm sure there are different styles, but I'm going to guess – both of them are pretty good, obviously, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, 15 is the starter, 13 is the backup. I mean, again, as as I said to the staff, because like, we talked about it, well, I was 15. I'm like, oh, well, what's he going to do, go 12 for 11 in right. the first half? Yes. I mean, yeah. it's, can't, it's, can't do any better. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it doesn't matter which guy it is. They're both good football players, and, they, and they're about the same guy. It's not well, like – And this gets asked a lot, and it's funny, that at, at the pro level and, and even at the college level when injuries occur and, and another quarterback comes in, people ask the question a lot of times of – how different is it to prepare? And the answer is normally a stock answer, and it's probably the truth. It's still their offense. I mean, they're still right. running their offense. Yeah, maybe one guy's a little more accurate than the other guy. Maybe one guy creates a little more problem with his feet. But it's still the offense that you're preparing against, correct? Correct, yeah, yeah schematically. And and you do try to pick up on on uh, what are they doing a little bit different right. with each guy. But it's, it's not like... Uh, one kid's Tom Brady and the other one's Vince Young. Right. You know, where you're sitting <laughs> yes. there going yeah. like, okay, this guy's sitting in the pocket and he's a statue, and then the other dude um, is, is you know, it's Lamar Jackson out there running around. You know, it's not it's not that. Right. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're the same guy. It's, you know, it's Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. You're like the same dude back there, essentially. They're both really freaking both, good. Both accurate, you know? both good, yeah. Um, one just might like these couple plays a little bit better, and this right. guy likes this couple plays better, but um, – I'll say this. I mean, the the so the starters played spectacular all year long. Um, the backup, you know, in the two games that he was the guy, he played lights out, amazing. The only time, thirty six. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, the only time that that um, it didn't seem to be like he was clicking on a you know a million cylinders was. Um, when he got thrust into the game against a really good cathedral, he right. probably hadn't had the same amount of prep he, time. He started the he's, year at corner. He right, was, a, he was play, a cornerback for He's probably six. playing corner all week yeah. long, got a couple snaps at quarterback. And so that was the only time that I think that it was really a situation where he wasn't hit, hitting on all cylinders. Whomever's starting against us this weekend doesn't matter. They're going to play really, really well. It's our job that we've got to affect them in all three levels. I mean, we got to we got to do a better job up front of creating pressure on whichever kid it is. Um, we, we've got to do a really good job of matching the underneath, disrupting the, the routes and matching the underneath coverage. And, and then our back end has is, is got to match up these guys. I mean, the, you know, we can't allow 11 for 11. But but that is an all-three levels deal. It's not the secondary. I mean, we got to create pressure to, to force errant throws. Um, we've got to match up the underneath and disrupt the routes that are getting past our, our second-level defense at the linebacker level. Um, and then we got to match and, and, and contest the ball in the air in the back end. So we got to do better in all three of those areas. If we can and it doesn't have to be night and day, but if we can just sure. do a, a little bit better in all three areas, that plays a, I mean, a, a little bit better disruption, uh, you know, the the passer up front, a little bit better of, of knocking receivers around and matching those things up and then being a little bit closer. If you do just a little bit better in all three, an 11 for 11 can turn into a 6 for 11 sure. in a hurry, and, and that's a different ball game. No doubt. Offensively, the last time, as I mentioned, it was just the second start for Noah Gesselbrock. He got off to a horrible start, three interceptions in the first quarter, through five overall. You struggled running the ball 22 yards on 19 carries. Um, 
obviously the running game has to be better. And, and, and the other part is Noah's obviously, to his credit, shaking that performance off. Played pretty well, not not pretty well, really well the last two weeks for sure. you. Um, and, and I know for you too is you can't put a kid in that situation of now we got to play catch up. Some of it he put himself in that situation, sure. but. At the same time, obviously the run game has to be better this week. Yeah, yeah, I think in general, uh, it's the same thing. It's not night and day. You know, it's. Uh, I know the score was a lot to a little, but um, a, a bunch of small improvements make a world of difference. And and so we've got you know two two interceptions early. Um, well, you know, one got tipped at the at the line of scrimmage and and ended up right into the guy's hands. Uh, I don't know where the ball would have gone if it didn't get tipped, but um, you know that certainly didn't go our way. You know the kid puts his hand up if it's six inches the other direction. I don't know, maybe it's still in the guy's hands in his touchdown. I don't know, but um, but but that's got to go a little different. And then we throw the ball to Caddis and they they come from behind and tip the ball and and a guy makes a diving catch. I mean, so. W- a, we got to have a couple things go our way that 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 some some things like that don't happen um, to put us behind a little bit. Uh, we've got to make sure that we're running the football, showing good balance. We've we've got to be able to establish run um, as well. You know, we got to have balance in our offense. We can't just rely upon just one aspect of it. So we've got to got to be able to establish a run better than what we did uh, a year or uh, last time we played them. I mean, and and it feels like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, and and then we we we've got to have it just be a little bit closer so that we're not playing catch up, like you said. But even if we are, if the time until time becomes a true issue, we've got to continue to stay balanced with the game. I mean, that's that's a key component. But um, it, what is all that? I mean, we we have to create a little bit better pocket. You know, we, we've got to be a little sharper on our routes. We've got to, you know, knock the guy just, to, you know, six more. I mean, that's sometimes the difference in a run play is is two guys knocking a guy, you know, a foot further and there's a crease, you know, it, it, versus not having a crease. It, it, it's it's a, a bunch of small incremental improvements that we got to make. Uh, and if we can do that across the board in, in our protection and knocking them off the ball in the, on the, the line of scrimmage, uh, out on the perimeter with, with just being a little sharper on our routes, making a play, making a tough catch, uh, and then the decision making of of um, the cue, just making sure that hey, you know, move on if it's not there. It, it's it's a play or two like that across the board that that can be the difference. Yeah, well, you guys have certainly have shaken that loss off and, and played extremely well since then. So we'll uh, we'll see on Friday night. Mark, congrats on the win, the first round playoff win, and best of luck on Friday in the rematch with Saint Xavier. Thank you, appreciate you it. For Coach Mark Elder, I'm Richard Skinner. This has been the Moeller Football Podcast.